We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's got it. Back to pass. Looking left. Rolling. It is caught. It's at the five. Diving into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode nine of the Pride Podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for all the support from episode eight. Hope you guys all had a Merry Christmas. Um, I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions fan page. I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. And today we got another loss. No, we uh. God, Minnesota me? Vikings at Ford Field to cap off the season at Ford Field. We got one more game left next week versus the Packers. Um, the, this this was a tough one, and honestly, guys, I don't even have the. I, I can't even talk right now. Pierre started off. I can't. Um, I'm just fed up with this offensive coordinator. I'm fed up. Uh, yeah, I'm just fed up with Jim Bob Cooter. Malcolm, your boy Legarrette Blunt led the team in carries once again. Get a love that's, hey, hey, that's not my boy, man. <laughs> no, no. Tyler, I know he's your boy too, but like, let's, 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 oh, no, 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 no. For 29 yards, averaged 2.6, and his longest run was 20, uh, 10 yards. Now, Zach Center, get eight carries for 49 yards, and he averaged 5.6, and his long run was 29. What are they doing with Blunt? Dude is done. Just cut him or something, bro. I'm done with this guy. <laughs> Oh, whoa! You've joined. We got uh, Malcolm to join the Jim Bob Cooter wagon last week, and now this week we got Pierre to join the Lecaire Blunt train. One more thing with Blunt, he, he he's not a good receiver. I said this last week. Ready? Two recep- two receptions for a whopping negative five yards. What kind of shit is yeah, there that? There was one that like hit his helmet, and I don't know. I saw that play. It just reminded me of like what the season has been. I saw Lecaire Blunt. Football hit his helmet, and he got rocked by, uh, I believe it was Harrison Smith. LeGarrette Blunt had two receptions for a whopping negative five yards, and he had four targets. How is he getting four targets? Can someone explain this to me? I'm asking for a friend. Anyone? Uh, <laughs> right, that's your OC. You play ball like a penguin, and you ain't got no hands. And I should give you these hands, Embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean... I'm not surprised on how this game went. I mean, everything, as far as the whole game, the way it went, exactly how I, how I thought it would. I didn't think we were going to be able to outcoach the Minnesota Vikings as far as our offense going to outcoach their defense and 
know, do something spectacular. I mean, it was just bad all around. I mean, but zero touchdowns. This offense is just proven week by week by week that this offense is just terrible, man. It is awful. I mean, at least we got some good news on Christmas that uh, reports uh, Jim Bob Cooter should be fired after, uh, you know, the season ends. But uh, I, I I don't know what to say, guys. I, I You know, usually even when we lose – we lose. I don't know what the hell I just said, but I have some words to say. You know, we have frustration, but this game was just, it sucked. I mean, you know, it was all right in the first uh, first half until the last play. Uh, it seemed like after that Hail Mary play, but that um, Kyle Rudolph caught, it just took the whole energy away from this team, and they had, like, no motivation to win this game, it seemed like, after that. I don't know what happened. And the part that sucked on that play, I rewatched it like three or four times. There was only one player who jumped. I know, man. They, yeah, there was no motivation from this team to win this game, and that was one of the easiest catches I've ever seen. It like in the end zone. I don't know how he got that open, but I do have a positive to take away from that game. Um, it's not my snacks, Harrison stat, which I'll get to later. But um, you know, the Lions. I mean, the Vikings receivers did not do very much against. You know, our cornerback in our secondary. I mean, you look at Thielen, and besides take that 40 yard play away, he didn't do much. Stefan Diggs had a pretty quiet day besides a touchdown. Uh, I mean, Lions did a pretty good job on their wide receivers. I mean, Kyle Rudolph had a pretty good day for the offense, but I mean, defense, I mean, honestly, played a pretty outstanding game um, versus, a, you know, a very talented Minnesota Vikings offense. I mean, I was actually pretty impressed. That's one positive I could take away from the game. What about you guys? Yeah, the only positive I have is about the defense, really. I don't know what the hell they're doing on offense. I just don't. That's kind of been, like, the story all year, seems like. I don't know. We had no, we had no answer for Kyle Rudolph, either. Yeah. All over us. It seems like since the Vikings have promoted their new OC, Stefanski, he's seemed to uh, utilize Kyle Rudolph a lot more because he wasn't being utilized too much this year. But uh, since the promotion... Uh, he, he's, you know, got Rudolph more involved and, you know, he proved it this Sunday, but, uh, I, mean, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Yeah, this, I'm just, the, I'm just, I'm really disappointed, man. It's like, I'm, it's like the air just sucked out of the room. It's like, it's just, it, yeah. it was just bad. It was just bad all around. I mean, just, just seeing the, the personnel that they're having out there, seeing that Blunt was getting majority of the carries. Even though their best runner was Zach Zenner, who was averaging 5.6 yards per carry. He had that big run in the first quarter for like 29 yards, and they just stopped feeding him the ball and they started giving the blunt. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm confused. Uh, I really don't know where to start and where to begin as far as who to point fingers at on this one. It's easy to point fingers at Matthew Stafford. It's easy to say it's Jim Bob. I just don't. I just don't know at this point. I don't know. I mean, do you guys think it personally could be more than just Jim Bob Cooter or just Matthew Stafford? Like, could this be coming from like the actual head coach, you know, Matt Patricia, or like I don't know what is it? I mean, there's there's a problem. I just you know, it's hard to identify the problem right now. I mean, it's easy to point your finger at Jim Bob, but it's not. I don't think. I don't. No one has said this. I don't think anyone has said this. I don't think Stafford is buying into what Matt Patricia is selling. It's possible. Could be. It could be it. I mean, I don't. I don't know. 
I mean, oh, no, it's not the team that I've seen last year. If you look at Stafford, he used to smile and have fun when he's playing. You don't really see that in him anymore. Even in this press conference, he looks like it looks like he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to play for this guy. And yeah. if, like, look at the reports that came out earlier in the week. Patricia showing up late to meetings, whatever. Okay, that just tells you, like, this guy, if, if a player shows up late, what are you going to tell him when you're late? Like, yeah. how you tell him, you lead by example, right? Especially if you're a head coach. You should be the first one there and last one to leave. I don't care if you're busy. I don't care what. You set up a team meeting, you should be there on time, bro. You know, I think the all three of us combined, we were all, you know, skeptical about Patricia before even the report came out of uh, him showing up late to meeting team meetings and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I want to buy into this guy. I want to believe in Matt Patricia. I want to believe he's, the you know, the guy that could take us over the hump. You know, the reason why we fired Caldwell was a good idea. But with this uh, recent report that was that came out on Wednesday, it's, you know, it's kind of harder to believe in now. I mean, yeah, the is. first year you took this many steps back. I mean, we we were a 9-7 team last year. We were 9-7 for the last two years. And we're going to finish the season either 5-11 and or 6-10, and which is – a huge step back from, you know, what Caldwell had going here. You know, I'm not trying to say Caldwell was a, you know, a great head coach, but I thought he was a good head coach. And I'm not going to lie to you guys and say, oh, why did we fire Jim Caldwell? I wanted him gone too. I'm like on the same boat that a lot of Lions fans were. I'm not going to lie to you and say, oh, that was a terrible idea by firing Jim Caldwell. Because I personally didn't think Jim Caldwell was the head coach to be here uh, to take us over that next you know, that kind of average level. I thought it was time for a change and, you know, to get us out of that average level. But, you know, I was excited when we hired Matt Patricia, but the way this season has gone, I mean, it's only the first year, but it's it, it, it's getting ugly, it looks like. I don't know. You know, the thing with me is, like, Stafford, there, his play, like, hasn't been the greatest injury, but I think something else is going on internally. I don't know if it's with Jim Bob, if it's with Patricia, if it's, like, I think he's not buying into one of those guys. And I, I could just tell. I don't know. I feel it, I guess. I've never seen Stafford play the way he has. And I don't know. Like, it seems like he, they don't allow him to audible because I swear to God, if you're down 10 with four minutes left, he does not want to run the ball. I'll tell you that right now. He does not want to run the ball. I don't yeah. care who you are. Especially with that running back situation right now. Yeah, I, I swear to you. I think there's something going on. I don't know what it is. I wish we knew. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll never actually, never really know, but... Unless Hard Knocks is in Detroit this year, and I pray to God it is. I want to, <laughs> I want to see what the hell Patricia is doing behind the scenes. I want to see them. I want to see if there's any disconnect, because I think there's some shit going on in Allen Park that no one's talking about. Yeah, there, there was a Hard Knocks effect for the Browns this year, and it was a good way this year. Uh, I, I mean, I... Patricia is like my way or no way. So you either do it his way or like get the fuck out the building, basically. Bye. You know what I mean? I feel like that's how we. Yeah, I just don't know if that works though. It's because you're this is your first time ever being head coach. I mean, you gotta, you know, know your guys. It's not like you're a coordinator anymore. A coordinator's different. When you're the actual head coach, you have you have a lot more responsibility. You kind of, you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just. I don't know. It's, it's fucked up right now. Like, do you guys think he's ready? He's so many in-game errors. Do you guys think he's ready to be a head coach? That's what I was thinking today. I just don't know. It's because I got to give him – you guys got to give him all credit, though, what he's done to this defense, though. I mean, this defense has 
Like the entire team has regressed, though, other than the defense. Like, yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say that's why I think he is more of a, you know, I don't know if he's a head coach yet or more of just a coordinator because what he's done to this defense is pretty impressive, especially with the pieces he's had. Um, so I'm impressed with the defense is what he's done with it. But like, yeah, you said every other position, like the offense and. You know, you could break it down by position if all regressed. And, you know, it's upsetting. But I don't know. What it, Malcolm, you're being quiet today. You seem like you got something to say. I mean, to be honest, man, the reason why I'm just like, I'm not myself today because I'm so, I'm, I'm really down, man, with this team. And going back to Patricia and how I felt when he got hired, um, I wasn't, I wasn't all the way sold when we, when we hired him just because of the whole statistics of coaches um, coaching under Bill Belichick's tree, going out and becoming their own head coach and their success and what they had as far as being a head coach. It wasn't, it wasn't a good statistic. So, I mean, I already knew that there's a lot of things like going against us when we hired him. And I was hoping that, you know, he'll be different. You know, you have a different mentality because a lot of those head coaches that leave Belichick, they have that Belichick mindset that they want to do the Patriots way. They want to do it their way. And it hasn't worked with any of the other head, you know, any of the Bill Belichick's uh, prodigies or whatever. It's working in Houston. I mean, yeah, Bill O'Brien, you know, you could say Bill O'Brien, but then there's tons of others that it didn't work work for. And then Bill O'Brien, I don't believe he has that Patriot my way or the highway mindset that he's doing in Houston. Yeah. I don't think Mike. I don't think Mike Vrabel has it either. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. So it, it wasn't. I wasn't 100 percent sold. And you know, I'm not even gonna lie. I actually was a Jim Caldwell fan. Um, I I, I liked him. I mean, yeah, he did a lot of. He had his mistakes. I think everybody, every human makes mistakes. But if you look at as a coach, what he's done with the Lions. There has not been a better coach in the football, in the NFL era for the Detroit Lions than Jim Caldwell, as far as record-wise. I we can all say, we can all say. Anywhere. You can take us, you took us to playoffs, we don't win, I don't care. You could take pick up flag. He has. He has. You know, you but. He could. He couldn't take you further than that. I don't care. You never had a running game. I don't care. Even if you have Zener or Abdullah, whatever, you could still form a running game. It's not that hard. Yeah. They're I mean, forming running drafted guys, bro. It's, I mean, I'm just saying it's. He didn't have a running game. He took the team as far as he could. Uh, Caldwell's time was it was time to new start. I agree. I mean, yeah. Look at it this way. It's the personnel he had. I mean, do you say that? Yeah, he should have formed a running game. He. I mean, he tried. He tried with Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was the best he had. You know, uh, and then he had Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah looked great when he when he was there, and then he got hurt. That was like his first year, his rookie year. Amir Abdullah was averaging five point six yards per carry his rookie year. He goes down, running game went down the hill. Second year, another another year, he looked he looked good, and he got hurt. Running game went downhill. Caldo with so, the Ravens had a bad running game as well. Caldo with the Colts had a bad running game. He's never had a good running game in his career. All I, gotta say four is, years. all I got to say is, guys, women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. Numbers, and that's, but I'm just saying, Caldwell has never had a good running game. He, he hasn't had a good running game, but 
What makes if he had if, if he would have had carry on Johnson this year. All right, come on. Would, would, would our running would our running game be bad? If Who we says he would have drafted him though? Who says he would have drafted him? Because you have to yeah. he's in the draft room too. He is in the draft room, but him, he has know, a factor with there, the draft picks. Bob Quinn is there as well. I so I mean, it, it, it's it's a toss up because the person that we have now, if we say okay, if Jim Caldwell had the same person now, would we be five and eleven? Yes. Well, uh, Although, I don't know. Caldwell was not good, dude. Caldwell, no, he'd still be the same record. He'd lose to the Patriots. He lose we'll to be Caldwell. five. We'll, no, I do not. I do not. I I, I don't agree with that. I don't. I do not think we'd we'll be five eleven. Caldwell. He never beat a winning team. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I'm saying we I think we could have beat teams like the Jets, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, we beat the Saints in the past. I mean, look at our record last year. We, yeah, we were 9-7. I mean, yeah, I mean, to be honest, even though we're 9-7, we didn't make the playoffs, that's a winning record. And on top of that, we should have been 10-6 and six because last year we had that Falcons game. And I don't care if anybody say that game, we got screwed. That was a That was an honest, screwed over game. I agree. We should have been 10-6 that year. All right, Malcolm, I want to hop on what you just said. Do I think the Lions would be better with Jim Caldwell right now? This season, do I think they would be a better record? Yes. But in the long, yeah. Snacks, carry on, everybody. But, guys, you look at the defense, though. The defense would get shredded apart, bro. Yeah, I was just going to get to that right now. But in the long-term plan, I thought it was time for a change because I thought Caldwell could take us wherever he could take us. And that highest potential was – a potential playoff, a wild card spot, okay? But if you're not getting past the wild card, what is the point of making the playoffs? You're getting crappy draft picks, and you're just losing. You, you know, your team is not good enough. And I think Caldwell was, you know, just took us as far as he could. He's a, he's a very average head coach. He's a good head coach, but he's not great. Do I think Patricia's great? I don't think he's great yet, but it's still time. You know, we'll give it time. I mean, I thought it was time for moving on. We just don't know yet if Patricia's the guy. I mean... I thought it was time for a change. I mean, he's he was here for four years, and it was just a very, you What's know, average. Since he's been here, yeah. He, so he you gotta look at man. You gotta look at his record. You gotta look at your your winning percentage, and you look at your record. There has not been a more successful head coach with the Detroit Lions than Jim Caldwell. Dude, I don't. That's average. That's not area. I want to be good. Average is not going to cut it for me. It's. I mean, the thing is with Jim Caldwell. He never, right. he yes. never but, David, he had a chance. He had a chance twice. Twice. I, I hear you. But we're always one or two pieces away. I don't now we have a hundred pieces in order to be competitive. Right now we're not even competitive. Well, I think with Caldwell was you could say he was the best coach in line history, but who are the it's, other coaches we've had? Who are the other coaches fast. we've had? It's the it's same fast. argument yeah. it's the same yeah. argument for Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Who's the other quarterbacks we've had? <laughs> We had Rod Mar- Marinelli. We had Steve Mariucci. We had I could go on. We had um Jim Stewart. I'm we, saying uh, good. I'm saying good coaches. <laughs> Rod, um Steve Mariucci. Mariucci is a good coach. Nah. After Steve he left the Lions. After he left the Lions, he retired. Bro, was normally zero sixteen with him. Just stop. No, we're zero sixteen with Rod Marinelli. Rod Marinelli. Whatever. <laughs> he just. But I'm, I'm even going back. I'm even going back to the Barry Sander days. Wayne Fonz. I'm just going. I'm just telling you. He, 
he had the best winning percentage as a Detroit Lions head coach out of every Detroit Lions coach we had in the Super Bowl era. I'll say right now, we've had no like legit like Hall of Fame coach. The Lions exactly. Had, you know, I'm not saying Jim Caldwell's a Hall of Fame coach, but I'm saying Jim Caldwell, honestly, is better than Matt Patricia, my opinion. That's okay. fair. Because be Patricia's year, and you can say this is his first year, Jim Caldwell's first year took us 11-5. Yeah, but without a without a running game, Caldwell. So, had, so he had a lot. He had Levy, he had Tully, he had Sue, he had he, Anka, he had hella talent. Rasheem Mathis was playing well. Darius Slay was starting to come to his own. But that year before that, we had those same people, and we won seven and nine. Glover Quinn was balling, and James Ahedabo was one free agent that came like out of nowhere. Like they signed him cheap, and he just balled out. Hey, if come on, man, Isaiah Abdul Kadus. <laughs> Issa Abdul-Kadus was actually good and then I love that guy He's playing really well But the thing is The year before that The year before you went not, before The year before you went 11-5 and You we went 7-9 and nine. Was, right, He oh. took us He took us over the hump I, I, th- I think us, he, he has ice skating backwards I think you're I'm, You're very fair with your opinion right now I, I understand that you're saying Caldwell's better than Pinchera I'm not even going to argue that but to not say we had to move on from Caldwell is a different story, I think. Because yeah. I think Caldwell took us to the hump he could take us. That was the average level. He got us to kind of like a consistent playoff hunt team, making the playoffs, which is all right. But if you're not getting past that, you need someone to get you over that next hump. And I just, I'm not saying Patricia's the guy. I, I'm not trying to defend Matt Patricia right here right now. I'm just saying to defend Bob Quinn right here, and I have a lot of shit to talk about Bob Quinn. But right now, I'm going to defend him right now. It was time to move on uh, because Caldwell brought you – you guys can't see the screen. He brought you to, like, the middle-ish, like, the 7, 8. All right, let's, like, rate this bike, girls. Caldwell was, like, a 7, okay? We need, like, a 9. Caldwell's, like, a 7, 6, you know, average. And, uh, you know, you need that head coach to get you above, you know, get that cuter girl or that better football team. I don't know why the hell I'm so referring to girls. But um, <laughs> my, my point is that you need someone to get you, like, over to the next level. And I just personally, and I think Peter could agree with me, I don't think Coddle's the guy for that. Um, I think he took you as far as he could. And I think if we just kept keeping Caldwell, it would just turn into, like, a Marvin Lewis situation in Cincinnati. That's just me. Yep, I agree. I, I don't think Caldwell was the... I know the players loved him, blah, blah, blah. He's a good man. I get it. He's, like, a father figure to these guys, but... He wasn't a good coach, man. He was average at best. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where the hell this came from Minnesota to Jim Caldwell, but it, it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It, it happened. Expect unexpected at the um, Pride Podcast. It, it, it just happened. Um, I don't even want to talk about Minnesota anymore. You guys just want to get into the oopsie doopsie. And for this week's Oopsie Doopsie of the Week. All right, let's get right into the Oopsie Doopsie of the Week after all that Jim Caldwell and the five minutes talk about the Vikings, whatever. Um, For this week's Oopsie Doopsie, do I give it to Jim Bob Cooter? He has one more week. We'll give him a, we'll give him a slide. He'll probably make a Week 17. Well, he'll probably make a Week 17 anyways. <laughs> so, you mean the guy who targeted Levine Toyolo one time for one catch? Don't, don't even make all right, go, go on. Okay, it's not going to be JBC this week. We'll give him a, we'll give him a pass. <sighs> Michael Roberts, you're an IR, so you got to pass this week. I, I, I know, I know. He's, he gets a pass. He, 
Tease Tabor, he was inactive. Hotleya, we'll give oh, another Steve pass. Active. Oh, yeah, I forgot. All right. Hotleya, Hotleya. And then, um, all right. Well, everybody, about everybody that was in the end zone during that Hail Mary, can we just give it to, like, the whole squad? Like, everybody that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, we line. could. We could, we could, but I don't want to hold him that bad. But <laughs> we're, we're going to give it to the guy that he'll probably win the title at the end of the year. LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt is the oopsie doopsie of the week. Um, I could even look at the stats because they were probably so disgusting. But Malcolm, go ahead and say them. I, can't, I don't even want to hear it. I'm going to plug my ears. I, I, I have the stats for the undefeated, undisputed, oopsie doopsie, oopsie doopsie champion of the world. All right, so LeGarrette Blunt, he had he actually led the team in attempts. He had eleven attempts. Okay. Okay. Um, which was scary. Um, he had twenty nine yards. Oh a, God! For an average of point five yards per carry. God damn! Oh no! Can we, can we just, I don't know. I think we should do like a cold oopsie doopsie because whoever was in charge of personnel, JBC, um, should definitely. Be with him on this oopsie doozy, JPC. Um, because there's no excuse to have LeGarrette Blunt to be averaging 2.5 yards per carry and leading the team in attempts. I just, I just don't know. I don't know what the personnel person, JPC, was thinking when um he had his personnel out there. Just, I don't get it. I'm finally giving Jim Bob Cooter the, you know, the assist for that. We don't have to put all the blame on uh LeGarrette Blunt. That's fine. I'm, I'm cool. With definitely. That. Malcolm, I got a serious question for you, though. Uh, so I, I believe last week you made the finals at Fantasy, right? Yes, I did. Please, please, please on God. I don't want to hear you told me you started like Garibaldi again this week. Hell no, I ain't started Garibaldi, man. Okay, I okay. Like, just, just I learned my lesson in playoffs. Did, I started as cool. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> just, just want to make sure you didn't start like Garibaldi. Zach Snyder deserved the start, but he just didn't get the carries. <laughs> I did win. I did win. I nice. am the champion of my league. Okay. Um, actually, back-to-back champions, I want to add, um, in my league. But, yeah, it is what it is. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you didn't start LeGarrette Blount. Because that would have um, been... That, honestly, I would have changed my oopsie-doopsie to you for starting LeGarrette Blount if that happened. I actually dropped him immediately after that game. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. All right, uh... Here, you want to go on to the Baller of the Week? And for this week's Baller of the Week. Yeah, my Baller of the Week. No, it's not Matt Castle for coming in for Stafford. I know the fans are wild. Hey, the QB run. They, that was a nice run, man. <laughs> yards, whatever. Um, it's not Zach Center. He had a solid day. Eight carries, 45 yards. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. It's Should've not been been Harrison, who's played well like every game. Uh, How's he not won yet? <laughs> no, that's a good question. I don't know. You guys kind of like make, I mean, his plays like don't really show on the statue, they show on film, kind of. Very true, very true. Um, the guy I have, some of you might be surprised Adam Thielen. No, no, no. <laughs> it's uh, cornerback Nevin Lawson. He oh, oh my god, hold up. Nevin Lawson became the first cornerback in franchise history to get a pitch game with a sack and two tackles for a loss. Why are you messing up his stats? <laughs> did he get interception? <laughs> he did not get a pick. No, but but he did not get an interception. Right? quietly played well in the nickel this year. Every time he's played a nickel, he hasn't really got torched. He's got penalized a little, but I mean, that's that happens with him. He's a little chippy. 
he's been playing well in the nickel. I wouldn't mind him uh, back next year in the nickel. Uh, I mean, go, go ahead, Tyler. Serious question, serious question. When we started this podcast and we introduced the whole segment of Baller of the Week, did, would you ever imagine that Nevin Loss would ever win Baller of the Week? Hell uh, no. No. <laughs> no. I'm with you, Malcolm. Hell no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, he played well. I mean, they're doing a lot of things to get him out there. They get, they're sending him in blitzes. Um, he's covering and he's in the nickel now. I think that's his strength. Yep. The thing I just want to see from him is ball skills. I want to see a turnover. I want to see an interception. Hell, I don't care if you get caught cheating. Put glue on your gloves. Get something. <laughs> get an interception. Shit, I don't care if there's a, you know, a glue gate. I, I don't care. Glue gate? <laughs> I don't care. Do I mean, to get turnovers. Look, you're gonna get what you get with Lawson, a chippy player who places you he plays tough. He's not really a playmaker, but like he's not like he's a I don't know how to say it. He's not a playmaker, but he'll get the job done. He'll, if you ask him to do something, he'll get it done. He's not really like he's a, a fantasy player. I can say he's that. A solid starter, solid nickel guy. He's a good tackler. Good great tackler. Yeah, he really misses his tackles. Hey Mike I know we were talking about corners. I wanted to hop in on Mike Ford. He got he proved his tackling this week for Minnesota. Yo, they probably had him in tackling drills all week. Yeah, first game. yeah, it was a more impressive this week, I would say. I, I like Mike Ford, man. He's a Ford, he showed up. Ford, actually, um, I think the past two weeks he's gotten B, but the quarterback hasn't thrown his way, which is scary. But they see that on film, though. Yeah, I mean, he's he's playing solid for an undrafted guy. You know, what more can you ask him? I mean, he's, he's not an undrafted practice squad guy. Um. Malcolm's boy sees Taylor's just not getting the job done, so we have to throw someone in there. Wait, no, he's a meaningless game. He's not playing. It pretty much uh, might come on. Career. Oh, <laughs> tease. Take it to you. I know you like his potential or whatever you like about him. I don't know what you like about him. Okay, okay, okay. We're not hopping into the tease. Tape. I believe in you. Um, no, Malcolm, no, no. English game, and you start Marcus Cooper over him. Yeah, he's done. He's- Tease, come on. I believe in you, Tease. <laughs> tease. All right, Pete, Tease. <laughs> all right. Um, we, we got our baller of the week out. All right. You guys even want to talk about this week 17? <laughs> Green. Let's talk about this. <laughs> oh, no. Lambeau Field, week 17 to end the season. I just want to yeah, say that... Um. This whole week, I've been saying every time I talked about the Lions and our record, I've been saying I can't believe we're five and eleven. It's like I already counted this game as a loss already. It, it's sad, but uh, I mean, yeah. it just right now, it just I just face reality, man. Now we're gonna play Aaron Rodgers or Lambeau Field. I don't know. Yeah, what do you guys think about that? It's it's gonna get disgusting, man. It's gonna get a little nasty. Uh, I watched the end of the Packers. In uh, Jets game on last Sunday, Rodgers is. I think he wants to end the season. You know, last game at Lambeau Field of the year. He wants that. Uh, he wants to end it. You know, have a good day. Um, I think Pierre was telling me something about Devontae Adams didn't practice the last two uh, days. I believe you're saying? Yeah, he didn't practice. But they're younger guys. You know, when the first time they played, they played against us. It was like in the beginning of the year. We won that game. Yeah, that was their first they're game. They're stepping up. They're they're playing decent. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, our defense has played well, but 
Um, I believe Ashawn Robinson hasn't practiced for the last two days, so that's, you know, loss. You saw after Ashawn Robinson – I, I want to get a little back into that Minnesota game. After Ashawn Robinson, you know, was hurt for a little bit, they started to run the ball a lot better versus us. Um, it was, I believe, John Atkins that stepped up into his role. Uh, yeah, it was John Atkins and Snacks. And Snacks is just a total beast by himself, but he needs his, his co-big fucker with him, and uh, they missed, they, he missed them. <laughs> um, and if, if, if the Lions don't have Aishon this week, which is looking like he probably won't play, um, I mean, they have Jamal Williams. He had a pretty good week versus the Jets last week. So I started um, him a fantasy yeah, he had a really good week. So I'm interested, you know, with this. The Vikings offense could honestly torture defense this week, especially if Aishan's not up there, man. They could get ugly. Yeah. yeah. But. What was that? No, I was saying, Pierre, do you have, what do you have to say about this game? What do you think is going to happen this game, Pierre? I mean, right now there's a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. I really don't know who's going to play for us. I don't know who's going to play for them. Um, the Packers are 5-1-1 one, one at Lambeau this year, so they're hard to beat. Um, I think we'll lose. We have a lot of injuries. I thought you were going to say we were going to win, but I think we thank God. <laughs> no, I mean, at this point of the year, when you have this many injuries, and the Packers' corners are healthy. Remember when we played them last time, their corners weren't healthy? Yeah, uh, Alexander. Yeah, Jair Alexander is starting. He looks like a down corner to me so far. He looks good. I've watched him a couple times. He's... He's played well for them. Uh, yep. Safety. But, I mean, I don't know. Both teams are kind of a mess. Both teams are kind of going to retool next year. I just want to win this game. I don't know. And me and Pierre were potentially talking, you know. We were, just, we were talking about this guy earlier in the podcast, Jim Caldwell. He could be the potential Green Bay Packers coach next year. And we were saying, could uh, – <laughs> Could Jim Caldwell bring his whole staff, like uh, Terrell Austin and Jim Bob Cooter to Green Bay next year? <laughs> Could you I, imagine that? I honestly hope he does that. I'll throw a part. Could you imagine that? Will decline. Their offense will be conservative as hell, and Aaron Rodgers will have enough to call them. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, so I guess the Packers have serious interest in former Detroit Lions head coach Jim Caldwell. So and a we'll lot of uh, Ian Rapport, I listened to, like, he was talking to one of the radio shows. Not ours. It was from a different state, but I clicked the link. He was saying some people think it's just the Rooney rule, but he actually believes that there is, like, actual interest in Caldwell around the league. It's not just the Rooney rule. So Caldwell could be a coach, and whoever gets him, good luck with that. Malcolm, that's Malcolm's boy, man. He wants to see him succeed. <laughs> I, I do, man. I'm probably going to lie, man. I, yeah. I would like for him to succeed wherever he goes. I would, too. I wish I, best of luck to him. Unless it's not Green Bay. If he, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this Green Bay is going to suck. I don't know, man. He has a way of wherever he goes, he has an impact on their quarterback as far as making them statistically and I guess their percentage and ratio better. I want to hop into one second about Jim Caldwell. This is only going to be a quick second. But would you guys agree the Lions offense missed Jim Caldwell this year? You could argue that. I, I really do believe they do. All because Caldwell was not really a control the clock type of guy. He was the type of guy who was like, all right, let's have a shootout with these guys. You want to go, let's go. But you're yeah. just more like, let's hang on to the ball. Let's control the clock. Let's, yeah. let's slow down a little. Caldwell's like, fuck it, let's air it out. You want to air it out? We'll air it out too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
different styles, two different cultures, complete opposite to what they do. Caldwell is more like a like a father figure. Patricia's like, if you don't do your job, like get the fuck out of my office, basically. So yeah, that Patricia shit doesn't work if you're losing. If you're winning, you know, you will gain the respect of the guys in the locker room. If you have that hard drill sergeant mentality. I'm not sure if you guys remember Mike Singletary when he was in the Arizona Car well, no, the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. You guys remember when Mike Singletary was at the San Francisco 49ers? Well, when he got there, I believe it was like probably 2004, 2005. He was a drill sergeant. He was a drill sergeant to them. And then out of nowhere, they let him go because he was too hard on the players. And I don't know where they're bringing Jim Caldwell, not Jim Caldwell, Jim Harborough. And he took him. He took him to the Super Bowl. So that, like that, that whole drill sergeant, drill sergeant shit, it doesn't work if you're losing. Yeah, you know. It's, um, he, or also on that thing I told you guys about, he said that Patricia was also constantly late to meetings in the in New England and McDaniel's. Um, he's saying basically Patricia and McDaniel's are similar. That's what's scary. So next year. If this shit goes on, he's gone, and we'll probably rebuild. I, mean, I agree. The, the whole late to meeting thing doesn't bother me. If you if you're winning, if it's if you're losing, everything looks bad because there's been a lot of winning coaches that showed up late to meetings. Like there's there's been reports that I'm not sure if you guys remember Jimmy Johnson. I'm pretty sure you're aware of. You know who Jimmy Johnson is the the Dallas Cowboys coach that won Super Bowls and all this in the '90s. They were saying he was constantly late to meetings. But if you're winning. Winning games and winning Super Bowls, nobody cares if you're late to meetings, you know. But if you're losing, you know, the players are upset, you know, there's rumors going around. Everything that happens just looks bad. Yeah, but you know how unprofessional that is. You're it's your it first year it's your first year as a head coach, dude. It's not like you've it, it, had it is. A, it's not like you've been here for years and you have like respect by all these guys. You could come in, you know, whenever how whenever you want to come in. I don't know how late he was. I mean, regardless, you're late. You you set up the meetings. You're setting up the time and you're gonna be late to your own meeting. Like, all right, yeah. what take out football for out of this. Let's say you're wherever you're working, your boss holds a meeting and he's late. I mean, you guys are gonna talk shit about him, right? <laughs> but exactly. What I'm gonna say is if if the Detroit Lions right now was a twelve and four team. If we're our record was twelve and four we're number we're, we're we win, we won our division. If we're you know on our way to the playoffs, we have a first round bye. If there's reports about Patricia being late, nobody's gonna care. Yeah, and but a lot of are winning. Yeah, but when you're a first time head coach, you're starting you're trying to establish a culture, a winning culture, and you're you're setting an example to your players. You, you are. don't show up late to fucking meetings. You just don't. It doesn't make it, sense. It's because you're also trying to get the respect of the players. But if you're winning. The players are automatically going to respect you regardless. Yeah, but why would like, players want to like, buy in? Let's say you're right? right now, it's disaster. Right now, it's chaos. Nobody's right. going to buy in right now. Hold up. Let's say you're a player. Let's say you show up late, and he's like, "I'm going to find you or suspend you," because that's that's what they do when players show up. They find them or suspend I them. I think they cut Tian Green for being late to a team meeting once. Wasn't Caldwell? And they suspended Michael Roberts one game for it. I was, I was Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell was always on time to meetings. Well, they cut. Saying. Well, they cut Tian Green. And the offseason when they hired Matt Patricia. Yeah, so, so like, okay, let's say, like, like, I don't know, like a player, whatever. Player walks in late, and the pitcher's like, you're fine. So then the player's like, bro, you're always late, though. And that's, yeah. that's where it yeah. gets kind of tricky to me, you know? Because, it does get tricky. 
That's, why I, I, I don't, that's why I don't know. Just I, you preach hard work, you preach all this bullshit, but you're late to your meetings. Like, why would I buy in? Exactly. First I just don't. Player, would you buy in? I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. It's hard for the players to buy into this right now. You're five, you're five wins and you're late to team meetings all year. And I wouldn't buy in. Like you said, you wouldn't buy in either. It's, it's tough right now. And th- th- this went from being a p- potential, you know, can you just guys remember how excited we were going into the season? We got a new head coach, new start. Uh, we just were 9-7 last year, so we we're like, we're an average team. You know, this guy's going to take us over the, new, over the hump, you know, New England Patriots system. And then this disaster happened. And then a Jets game happened. And then... You know, oh, we're back up. We're back up on the rise. We beat the Packers. We trade for snacks. And then this should happen. And then I don't know where the hell I'm going with this, but it's been a roller coaster ride. It's been a roller coaster ride, man. This shit's a disaster. Like like, like I said, I I wasn't. I know there's a lot of people thrilled with Patricia being hired. I was on the defense as far as him being hired, but I tolerate it. You know, I support. Him being hired because, you know, he's a coach. And I definitely don't want him to fail because if he fails, the Lion fails. And I don't want the Lions to fail. So, you know, I definitely, you know, going to support regardless. But like I said, it, it is what it is. I mean, from the start to finish, it's just been bad. I mean, they showed flashes. Like, there's a lot of games that I really liked. I was like, okay, we can do some things. My favorite game was the Miami Dolphin game. I know a lot of people could say, oh, it's because Matt Patricia knew, knew Miami. I, I don't know. I don't think that's what it was. I just think because we had a successful run game that game. We were running all over them. But Miami's run defense blows. So, like, why are we even bringing this up? I mean, that's expected. It, they, their right. defense – I mean, the thing is, you, you could say that their defense, their run defense blows, but that game, they were undefeated at home. So we did something that – Coming into that game, there were a lot of teams were losing, and we were able to run all over them. And that game showed what they it showed a flash of what they can do if they can run the ball. Everything was working. Play action was working. Safford was completing. I think he completed at eighty percent. I mean, everything works when you have a running game. And then it just everything just went downhill after that. It's like they they got away from the running game, or there was injuries, or they made trades. A lot, of, a lot of factors that killed this season. Yeah. You know, it sucks that we were supposed to talk about the Packers and we just totally got off topic because there's nothing interesting going on in this game this Sunday. <laughs> I, mean, just, you know, game, I hope it's competitive. That's all I can hope for. Exactly. Um, and no injuries, obviously. I mean, we can't really, you know, you don't want to take any serious injuries at the end of the year. Besides football, you never want to have injuries. It's just sad. You know, these yeah. guys their asses off all the good and they get injured last week, so it sucks. Yeah, um, I I got nothing for Green Bay. Got nothing about to say about Patricia. I I I've I've said everything about the ones I have got to say for this this week. I just um, they gotta be shocked if they let him go. Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. I would be shocked. Um, because I was saying this earlier. I think that looks so bad on Bob Quinn's name, and you know how we've said in previous podcasts that. You know, Bob Quinn stalled time after, you know, hiring Patricia, like, you know, firing Caldwell. And, you know, we said stall time for Jim Bob Cooter now. I think this is, you know, you you do all that stalling and then you fire him after one year. I mean, that looks like a total disaster. And um, I, I, I just can't see that happening after one season. Uh, it, it's a very rare thing to happen after one, one year firing 
a brand new head coach. I mean, after next year, it's another flop season. Then I'm seriously considering things, and you know, I, I, I would not be shocked one bit if he's fired. But after this, you know, disaster season, I, I would still be shocked if they didn't end up firing Matt Patricia. Um, if they fired him, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think they will. I'll just say this: Bob Quinn and Patricia are boys. I mean, they said it. I mean, we everyone knew it was like a, it was like a it was a known secret that everyone around the league that Patricia's taking Ryan's job. They didn't even like they interviewed others, but like they just interviewed the interview. Like everyone knew it's McDaniel's or Patricia. We even talked about it before the season started last. Year. We're like, keep an eye on these two guys. It was all it was like an unknown secret. It was a known secret to everyone, you know. So yeah, not gonna fire him, but should they fire him? Probably, dude. You can't be late to meetings. You can't. You talk about posture, right? This is one thing that pisses you talk about posture. This guy should play. This guy beard is a mess. I'm being serious. And he has a stupid pencil in his ear that's starting to get on my nerves. Everything is landing. He doesn't even use the pencil. Man, this is what losing football does to you. Winning football, we're all like wearing pencils in our ears. Have you know, trying to grow out our pissing everybody off, man. That's try, how try, it is. Trying to grow out our beard, but now when you're losing football, you want to shave that boy off, get the yeah. pencil off. Oh, you could trim it, you could look perfect. Like like Mel, you trim our beard. We look good when we trim them. Like same with Tyler, we trim it, right? We don't like we don't like to be messy and scrub. This guy needs to like look clean. He's a professional. He's a he's a coach. He's representing a team. I, mean, I don't give a shit. Like, what he looks like, but like, I, I just want winning football. Don't look like <laughs> don't look like a frat college kid who's like party drinks all day. <laughs> See, this is what losing does, man. Once you start losing, man, this they we point out everything. You tear about everything. everything. You tear about everything about this guy. His beard, his pencil. Soon, soon they're telling him to get rid of his sweatsuit and start wearing suits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying though, like, man, losing have, football sucks. <laughs> have to be a professional. I don't care. I mean, Do you ever see a other head coach with a crazy ass beard? No. Hey, we, we had something different. We had our. You know, the first two games, I think our head coach wore his hat backwards. <laughs> I think that's the only head coach I've ever seen wear a hat backwards. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I don't care about the hat, to be honest. It's just the hat. You wear it backwards, forwards. I really don't care. Some people get mad. I don't get mad about that. I just get mad that, like, this guy has a stupid pencil he doesn't even use. He just has it in the back of his ear. <laughs> He's the Microsoft Pro. <laughs> the Microsoft uh, Surf Pro. I mean, Faith after like I said, uh, I'm going to say this about Patricia, man. Right now, Patricia, if you can hear me, Patricia, Matt Patricia, I want you to listen very close, but Matt Patricia. He's Blunt. not listening to this. He's like playing in his office right after. Like Garrett Blunt's going to play for him. <laughs> he is. I know he is. I know he's going to listen to us down the road. But Matt Patricia, if you can hear me, I want to let you know that you lost me, man. Right now, you, you, you lost me, man. And and I want I want I want to gain, I want to get the trust back. I, I, I want to believe in you again, but. You just you just lost me, man. And the the biggest thing that you did to make me for you to lose me was no. It was it, it was that that kicking that extra point. Yep, when I do was coming. Kicking that extra point when you should have went for two to make a seven point game, but instead you kicked the extra point, and then they just came back and scored, and then they won by one point. Yep. You lost us the game, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, yeah. you lost us the game. Malcolm <laughs> Ricky is more sad than it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing regarding Patricia. We didn't really talk about this podcast, but after the Minnesota game, 
RJF said some pretty some words. Let's just say that he's he does he said he doesn't think everyone's buying in. Yeah. And he said he wants he, he's buying in. He wants to be back next year. He thinks they're a good team. He just doesn't think everyone bought in what Patricia was selling. And I could tell you this, I don't think Nine has bought in. That's just my personal opinion. I don't think some players have bought in. They play. They do play hard. But you could just see it. They're not having fun. I don't think Glover Quinn bought it. I was just going to say GQ is a perfect example. Glover Quinn definitely did not buy in. Um, number number nine, I mean, Stafford, I, I think he bought in. I think he you know, he wants to win. I think he gives, gives 110% every time he's out there. The thing is that it got to a point that he was like, yo, who the hell am I throwing this ball to? Yeah. But you know, with Stafford, I just don't think I don't think he wants to be a guy. I don't think he wants to be like a game manager like Patricia wants. I think he wants to sling that ball. Stafford is not like he's not a type of offense to run the offense they're running now. He doesn't want that. You could tell. I mean, you you run the you, he's not really a guy you balance it with. Maybe sixty forty, but fifty fifty, it ain't cutting it, bro. I mean, we'll see with the new OC yeah. next year, uh, depending who it'll be, and we'll see. Yeah, you know, that's what oh. next. Oh. Now, if Stafford had balls, I, maybe he does. I don't know. Do you think he would go up to Martha and be like, I don't like this guy? He's making $27 million a year. Patricia's making, what, four to six? I mean, Stafford is like, he's pretty much like the boss of the organization. Oh, and Martha, they're making the most money out of anyone. Um, I, I, don't, I don't recommend it. It's a bad look for Stafford. Yeah, um, but, I mean, you think. They're really calling him the locker room lawyer already. I mean, you don't want that to be aired out or leaked out that Stafford is going to Martha to fire the head coach. You know, that's that's like LeBron. That's like in the NBA, LeBron, how people say he's controlling his teams. It's, it'll be like the same thing. I don't I think that's good luck. Why? Aaron Rodgers did it. It was a good luck when Rodgers did it, right? He called out his head coach. He called out Everybody loved Rodgers. Uh, I don't see what John ever does it. It's a different situation. <laughs> It'll be a it'll be an utter disaster if Stafford. They're already calling him a locker room lawyer, and he's not doing anything. I give a shit what they call him. I don't care what dude. That's just like that's national media. Someone says something and gets whatever. I don't care about that. We I say care, Stafford. But... I mean, right now he just gotta go out to do his job. Give it another year. I mean, I agree. I didn't see Stafford. He had a really bad game against the Jets. He had the worst game I've seen from Stafford in a really long time. And he then you have to. He the, the, the San Francisco 49ers game, he was missing some throws, but he played better. And then every game after that, he played really well until the Saint, the until the the, the Seattle game. Yeah. It was it was a Seattle game. Ever since that Seattle game, it just went bad. And then they traded Golden Tate, and then it just went terrible. South, after <laughs> South fast. It just went really bad. So. I think Stafford need to see what they, how they help him this year. Don't you want your quarterback to be involved who the next OC is, who, who is next? Well, if you I have to imagine he's still in involved. He's still involved with it as well. To be honest, I mean, from all the reports, everything looks like he is fine with JBC. No, nah, he's not. He's just saying that. Trust me. He didn't. He just if, said he's a good guy, but he said I want him back. He did not say he wants him back. He said he's worked no. with. He's had success with him. That's all he said. He didn't say he yeah. I mean, if they move JBC, uh, JBC, and like I said, this is just a situation I have to see to believe. I'm not 100% so that they're going to let go JBC until I see it with my own two eyes. 
But if they do let go JVC and they bring in a good OC, I mean, there's been reports that they're going to hire the quarterback coach, George Godsey. Yeah. No, no please, no. <laughs> no. No. You bring in a good OC. I would just want to see how Matt Patricia, I mean, he put a lot of effort to the defense since he got here. Made a lot of upgrades, made them better. I want to see if he puts that same effort to the offense. How is he going to help Stafford this year? Is he going to give Stafford weapons? Is he going to give Stafford another running back? That's Bob Quinn. Yeah, Bob Quinn. Right there. Yeah, it's definitely Bob Quinn. But that's what I want to see. I want to see how they're going to – because I look at Bob Quinn and Patricia, I think they're tied in together. Because I think the only way Patricia leaves is if they got to get rid of them both. I agree. So, you can't just get rid of on one of them. Yeah, because Bob Quinn's not gonna fire Patricia. I don't. I don't. I don't think that. he could go zero and sixteen, and he'll be like, hey, "He needs another chance." <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. All right, before we stretch out this podcast too much, you guys just want to do some score predictions for this Sunday's game and just call it a day. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Um, oh, predictions. God, I. I don't. Even, who are we playing this Sunday again? <laughs> Green Bay. <laughs> All right, got Green Bay this Sunday. Um, usually I kick it off to one of you guys. I'm just going to get it going. Uh, the Lions lose, let's say, uh, 28 to 14. Uh, or you know what? 28 to 10. I say Green Bay wins. Um, yeah, I have no explanation for it. The Lions will have one touchdown this year, or one touchdown this game. And yeah. Pierre, what do you got? Um,. <laughs> I have the package winning 17-13. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Um, before I give my predictions, I just want a moment of silence for my victory last week. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cue the music now. All I do is win, uh, win, win, no matter what. Got money on my mind. I can never get enough. Yes. And every time I step up in the building, everybody All right, so for my predictions this week, I have the Lions losing again. We will be 5-11. We will have the worst Lions season since the 2012 season. So we will go to 5-11. Uh, it's not going to be a good game because I think Aaron Rodgers is playing at a peak form right now. I don't think he's going to show us any sympathy. I think Last game at Lambeau. I think he'll try to light up the scoreboard. I think this is like a more of like a revenge game from what we did to them last year. At our house, I think they're going to do the same thing. Just it's going to be in reverse. Okay. I have the score going to be 35 Ooh. to 10. I was, thinking, I, I was thinking of that, honestly. But I, I went one touchdown short. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's going to get ugly. I think it's uh, close game at the end. Like, we have no offense, so I give it the touchdown. We have no, like, <sighs> All right. Um... That was, ep- that was episode nine of the Pride Podcast, man. Uh, it was a, I guess, fun season of recapping Lions football this year. Uh, thank you guys so much for all the support. Uh, I want to thank you guys uh, for all the support. I just said that. Uh, Merry Christmas. Or, Merry Christmas. What the hell? I'm, I'm so lost right now. Happy it's because, New Year's. It's because of our season, man. It's because yeah, of our season. It's, it's I'm just lost, too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year's, everybody. I uh, hope you guys all had a Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you guys for listening to Episode 9. Uh, I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation.
Um, I want to give a special shout out to Malcolm. He's been our editor. He's been killing it lately. Shout out to Malcolm. Hundred percent. You got to win. Takes a lot of time, guys. He actually like takes like two, three hours out of his day sometimes to edit these videos. So big shout out to Malcolm. Follow him, Detroit Lions video page. Give him a follow. He's good. Um, I'm Pierre from Detroit Lions fan page. Thanks for tuning in. Hey man, y'all gotta make me cry, man. <laughs> I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. Um, y'all guys have a great one, man. Thanks for listening. Uh, before we end it, follow the new Instagram page, the Pride or it's just Pride Podcast, right? It's just Pride Podcast. Yeah, go ahead and follow the Pride Podcast. We'll post, you know, all updates on there. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. We're out. See ya. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace.